Before we get started, I have an important message. If you're on Medicare or about to be, you don't want to go it alone. And you don't want to just call the first guy who sends you a postcard. My husband did that, and he wound up with some bad advice that costs us a penalty each month that will never go away. So what can you do? Contact one of our member experts by going to certifiedmedicareagents.com and searching your state for an agent. You'll be able to look through our member agents and read about them. Then you can reach out to the agent or broker you select directly through the site. Now, one thing you should know is other sites who do this sell your information to 15 or more agents so you can get hundreds of unwanted phone calls. Not so with CertifiedMedicareAgents.com. You'll only be contacted by one agent, and if there is a problem, I may personally reach out to you, but generally you will only hear from the one agent you select. So head on over there right now before you forget and find a qualified and certified agent that can help you today. Now, let's start our program. Today, we're going to talk with Wendy Holt, who picked up everything and retired at age 40. How did she do it? She downsized and moved to Costa Rica. Now she has less things, but also has less stress too. Learn how she did it on today's episode of Rock Your Retirement. Talking with people about how to have a great retirement. This is the Rock Your Retirement Show. We don't talk about money, but we talk about almost everything else you need to rock your retirement. Now, here's your host, Kathy Klein. Welcome to Rock Your Retirement. This is the show where we help you have a great retirement. We don't talk about money. We don't talk about insurance. We talk about all the other things that you're going to need to know when you retire. Or if you're already retired, we can help you have a better retirement. We help you rock your retirement in areas such as social and family, adventure and travel, volunteer work and philanthropy, matters of the spirit and soul, sex. Yeah, sometimes we talk about that too. And last of all, we talk about ways to help your parents or others who may need your help now or in the future. Baby boomers are in the sandwich generation, which means that they're not only taking care of their parents, but they're also taking care of their children sometimes. And we want you to be able to manage that as well. We want you to be passionate about your retirement, and we want to help you rock your retirement. Today's guest is Wendy Holt, and Wendy actually retired when she was 40 years old, and she moved to Costa Rica, so she's got a great story, and she's going to tell us all about it. So, Wendy, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, tell us, how did you wind up retiring at age 40 and moving to Costa Rica? Well, I was from Los Angeles, California, so I had a very stressful life, and everything was go, 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 and... My health wasn't great because of the stress, and uh, my husband at the time always wanted to retire early. So we did a lot of traveling. We'd been to Panama, Belize, uh, Ecuador, all over the place. But 
I absolutely loved Costa Rica. And we thought that Costa Rica was out of our price range because of all the expats that live here. So we thought, okay, well, let's just, let's just go see. We'll go to Costa Rica. We'll check it out. You know, we'll, we'll go see what properties go for and see if we can afford it. So we came down here with no intention to buy anything, just to really do some research and saw a lot of horrible properties um, or gorgeous properties with a shack on them and <laughs> kind of got bummed out. And then we found this one house that was just beautiful, about half the price we were looking at paying anyway, and we bought it. <laughs> and that was it. Wow. Talk about a decision maker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how old was your husband at the time? Um, also 40. Okay, so Wendy, so you were all hot on retiring in Costa Rica and your husband was too, I'm assuming? Yes, he'd always wanted, he'd always dreamed of retiring early. So this was something, the fact that we even thought that we might be able to do it was a huge factor in a lot of our travel plans. And so when you moved, you, you found this perfect place in Costa Rica, you went back home and basically quit your jobs or how did, how did that work? Yeah, pretty much. We, you know, we did not intend to buy anything when we came. Our, our whole thing was we were going to come to Costa Rica, look in, you know, our, our, our dream was to open up a beach bar, have a little house behind it. Uh, and he'd be the bartender and I'd run everything. And we got here and the beach was so hot, so expensive. Um, we just really couldn't, couldn't afford it and really didn't like like it. <laughs> so, and we're from the beaches in, in Southern California. So that was kind of our love. But then we came here and looked at all these properties, found this one that was half the price, beautiful weather, gorgeous rainforest. And we bought it and we, we were not prepared. We went back, sold the house, sold the cars, um, and quit our jobs and just, and just went for it. Wow, you are an adventurist, aren't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Were you always such an adventure taker or was this something new to you? Um, well, I traveled quite a bit for work. So I've always been into travel and I love animals. I love nature. So that just has always been something that appealed to me. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm a big risk taker or anything like that. I've, you know, worked my entire life and, and never really had off time and I don't know, you know, it was me and my husband and we don't have kids. And so we just kind of took the plunge. It was kind of like now, you know, now or never. Did you think that you were going to miss your friends or your family that was left in the United States? Yeah, or... I, I did, you know, and, and the thing is his, his parents weren't around. They were there in uh, North Carolina and all my friends, you know, I, I was really sad about missing my friends. But I'm so glad I left because when I did, after I did, a bunch of my friends left California. So they moved to other areas where it was cheaper, like Texas and Colorado. And so I'm so thankful I didn't, you know, stick around just because I thought, oh, I'm going to miss my friends because they all ended up moving. I'm having the same situation here with my friends. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Left or vice versa? A lot of my friends are leaving. I had one that moved to the East Coast, one that moved to Arizona. I've got another friend who's staying. She's staying in San Diego, but she's moving to a different part of San Diego. So we'll probably never see her. And, you know, people move. Yeah. And that's it's kind of like people who will move to be close to their grandkids. And then all of a sudden the, the parents get a new job and they move. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
So I'm assuming that you made new friends in Costa Rica. Oh yeah, I'm I'm I've realized that now that I live here, I realize that I bring a lot of my own stress on me and it's just part of my personality because I have to be doing five things at once. And when my uh, husband and I first moved here, I was out doing things and meeting people and he wasn't. So he asked me one day, you know, he said, well, I want to meet more people and all of that. And he just, but he didn't want to put forth the effort. So I created a social club and went around knocking on doors and saying, hi, do you have anybody that speaks English here? We'd love to have you come. We're going to start this social club just to get to know people. Wow. That was probably before meetup.com. Yes. And actually, I've even tried to do meetup.com here. And because we're a rural area in Costa Rica, it just doesn't work. They do have them in the bigger cities like San Jose. But yeah, they just don't really have that in this area. That's too bad because (laughs) (laughs) I just interviewed somebody who has a rocking meetup.com ladies group. Oh, that's and. Yeah, here in here in San Diego. And that's sort of how she rocks her retirement is with this ladies group. But sounds like what you're doing is something similar. You just don't have the website. Maybe you do it on Facebook. Um, I have the website. I do it on Facebook. And like I said, I literally was knocking on people's doors just trying to see, you know, just trying to meet people. And now I know everybody <laughs> all over. <laughs> Because you put the effort out. Exactly. Okay. But your husband didn't. And so what, what happened with him? He, he came in. Because the reason why I do this podcast mm-hmm. is I used to be a financial advisor and I've sold Medicare insurance. Mm-hmm. And what I found is over the years, because I've been working with seniors since 1990, is that I had some clients who were, you know, millionaires And they were not having a good retirement. They sort of hit a wall when they went from working 2,000 hours down to zero. And then I had other clients who were living in a mobile park and they were rocking it. You know, they were out socializing and having fun and keeping their health up. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of what gave me the idea for this show to teach people how to rock their retirement when we're not talking about money and we're not talking about insurance, which is what most of these shows are about. Mm -hmm. So, so your husband doesn't sound like he was rocking it very, very much because he wasn't out there, but you were. Yeah, exactly. And, and we're not together anymore. So that, (laughs) that can tell you, that tells you a whole lot that I, you know, I was, I was really here and into it and, and loving it and he was loving it, but you know, definitely people that come to Costa Rica and like you said, go from working, working, working to nothing. I mean, you you go from, you know, not seeing each other most of the time to being together 24-7. And, you know, when you live somewhere like here in a rural area, like you better have something to do. I mean, if not, a lot of marriages fail here because people aren't, they're either not, they're both not ready. Maybe one wants to be here and the other doesn't. That happens a lot. Or they, you know, the 24-7, they just can't take it. Or, you know, there's all sorts of reasons. But I've seen that quite a bit over the six years I've lived here. Well, that's too bad. That happens too here. You know, when people retire and the the wife is used to running the household and all of a sudden her husband's home 24 (laughs) hours and she's like, get out. This is my house. (laughs) Exactly. And here, let me tell you, the houses are small. I mean, most people don't come here and have the same standard of living. You come here and you really simplify. So, you know, we went from a three-bedroom, was it a three-bedroom, three-bath house 1,200 square feet to, you know, 500 square feet and, you know, one, one and a half bedrooms. I mean, you just, your whole life changes and, 
And some people are, you know, I love it when I see couples that are totally on the same page and I'm like, good for you. That's awesome. You know, but I see a lot of it where people are like, well, I have to sell my house here now because my wife doesn't want to be here. And it's like, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to, you know, I have two options, either stay here without her (laughs) or sell and and move back. Mm, Do a lot of people rent first just to make sure that they're going to love it? Um, A lot of people here rent first only to see what area they want to live in. Or, or there are people that are like, well, heck, we don't need to own anything. We're going to rent here for a year. I, I've seen this a lot. People will come to the area, they'll rent here for like a year, and then they'll go down to the beach for like a year, and then maybe they'll go to Panama for another year. So, um, you know, most people, if they're going to be here and they're going to retire here, they just buy. That's been my my uh, personal what experience. You, experience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, if you're coming from California, where the average, or San Diego anyway, where the average price is in the 500s, right. I'm assuming that the average price in Costa Rica is a lot less than the average price in San Diego. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I always tell people, I said, my my yearly house taxes in California, uh, Redondo Beach, were almost $12,000. Here, they're about $200. So that alone makes it amazing to come here. And then all my my monthly bills are so ridiculously low. You can you can live on so much less that it's just, you know, it's amazing. And you're living in a beautiful jungle. Does the oh. does the rain bother you at all? Doesn't it rain a lot where you are? It, it does rain a lot where I am. And honestly, when I first moved here, it rained for like 30 days straight and it, it flipped me out. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, what did I do? Because my dogs wouldn't even want to go outside to go potty. So did it, you start building an ark? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad. But now, I mean, now I, I so appreciate it. And I've traveled all over Costa Rica. And all I think when I've traveled around is thank God I, I, chose here because I absolutely love it. It's green and beautiful all year long. When it rains, is it cloudy all the time? Or I used to live in Valdez, Alaska, uh-huh. and we got 300 inches of precipitation a year. And it, you know, it's Alaska, so it's cold. Yeah. And so I was very depressed there. Mm. Um, is it like that or does it yeah. rain and clear up? No, like, it's, is not, it... it's not like that at all. I mean, it'll be misty, um, the locals say this, if it mists and, you know, just as like a light rain, it'll rain for hours. But if it rains really, really hard, it does it. And then it's done. And that is pretty true. I mean, it was beautiful blue skies t- today in the morning. Right now it's a little overcast, but it's warm. So even when you're out walking around and it does rain on you, it's not bad. You know, you're not cold or anything. So you kind of get used to it. And like I said, the more you travel around, the more you realize, wow, I love it here. Because down at the beach, sometimes they won't even get, you know, a day of rain for weeks or months. So it's really hot. Yeah. Hot and dusty and dry. And it's just uncomfortable. We went to, my husband and I went to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Um, was it the end of last year? Uh, anyway, it was, I'm not very good with time. Mm-hmm. But um, we had some frequent flyer miles that were expiring and we had some uh, Marriott miles. And so we thought, let's go to Costa Rica. Right. So we just went to San Jose and then we traveled, we, we stayed in San Jose and then we just traveled from there. We went, we went and saw the monkeys, you know, we went to the beach. We, if you go to the beach, be careful of those monkeys because they're little thieves. (laughs) They are. Let me tell (laughs) you. I watched a man once on Manuel Antonio beach. I watched a man, um, the monkeys stole his pants. He oh no! On and no. They took his pants and started running into the jungle, and so there he goes in his speedo, running after them to try to grab his pants. It was hilarious. 
Too bad you didn't get it on on YouTube. I know, I know. I thought, gosh, this is one of those times I wish I had my, my phone on my video, you know. This is a while ago. I'll never oh my gosh. Yeah. So here you are, you're 40 years old, you're retired, you and your husband weren't getting along, I suppose, because you, you said earlier yeah. that you were no longer together. How long was it before you wound up breaking apart? Um, here in this area, I think it was about four years, three, maybe three and a half years. And then did he move back to the United States yeah. or did he stay? No, he moved back to the United States. He did. Mm -hmm. So... So you obviously liked it a lot better than he did. Well, no, he liked it almost too much. Um, again, if you if you don't have something to do here, people tend to drink too much. Or, well, drinking here can be a big problem because people have nothing to do all day. And like I said, I mean, our, our original plan was to be to open a beach bar and he was going to be the bartender. And, you know, he he loved to drink and be social with people. But here he was kind of by himself and you know, he still wasn't as outgoing. So he would just kind of sit at home and play video games and drink all day. And that just was not, that was just not working. <laughs> so you're not in one of those expat communities where there's no. 500 expats living all in one place. No, 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 no. I, I know most of the expats around because I've made the effort, but no, there's, and there's very few of those gated communities in this area because we're in the volcano Arenal, Lake Arenal area. And there's really... There's not like these big complexes here, like, like people think of. Do you think it would have been better for your marriage if you would have gone to one of those complexes, but you just wouldn't have been happier because it would have been too hot or I what do you know. think? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'm so happy now that, you know, everything I kind of feel like happens for a reason and, and I'm super happy and, you know, I wish him, I hope he's super happy and I mean, I just love it here. I would not, I wouldn't change anything. I really wouldn't. Well, it's a beautiful country. <laughs> it is. So you went from working probably more than 2,000 hours a year mm -hmm. to working zero. How did you handle that? Well, again, it, it kind of, you kind of learn about yourself quite a bit. Like I learned that I am not good at doing nothing, that I have to be doing several things at once. So now I work, but I kind of do whatever I want to do and it's on my terms. So I'll do website design for certain people, and I do a lot of charity work, um, which I just absolutely love, but I've never had time to do. And um, I, I sell real estate in this small area. I don't do it all over. It's just literally in this tiny area. And I just, I kind of pick and choose what I want to do when I want to do it. So it keeps me busy. I meet people. Um, it's fun for me. I mean, it's challenging. So I'm 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 just like my dad because he's the, he was the same way he he retired and absolutely went crazy so he needed to do something so I kind of I, I see where I get that from. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you retire and do nothing, yeah, then you're more likely to get diseases like Alzheimer's and things like that because your yeah. brain is not uh, building new synapses. Mm -hmm. And they've done studies in, I forget what it's called, brain elasticity or something like that, where if you learn something new, you build new, um, I don't know, particles in your brain that help keep your mind healthy. Yeah. So that's good that you're, you're doing other things. So, so you're selling real estate, you're doing websites, you're volunteering. What kind of volunteer work are you doing? Uh, well, when I first moved here, um, I was working with wild animals at, at a wild animal rescue because 
I'd, I love animals and I'd always wanted to volunteer, but even in like Los Angeles, San Diego Zoo, I mean, they want you to commit to certain hours and certain days. And when you're working and traveling, you know, I'm like, look, I'll, I'll scoop poop. I don't care. Just I'm free labor. I want to be around the animals, you know, let me help. And I could never, I could never do it because my, my schedule wouldn't allow me. So here, oh my gosh. I mean, I've been working with monkeys and toucans and sloths. And, <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. I, I, I even bottle fed all these little baby raccoons and then they would, oh my gosh, it was just, oh, so cute. So that was what I did for the first few years. And then I started to see that there was, um, some things that were needed. Like there's an orphanage in La Fortuna and people, I would go on TripAdvisor a lot because again, I had nothing to do for a while. So I started going on TripAdvisor and people said, oh, we we're coming to the La Fortuna volcano r area and we want to donate and spend some time with the kids. And I said, well, there's, there, you know, I, there's not one here. Anyway, it turned out there was one here, but it was a safe house. So I went, visited them and said, look, can I donate a website to you? Because you're missing out on all of these donations. You know, we don't need to say where you are. I can be your English contact, you know, whatever you need. So I did that. And now four years later, they're doing amazing. So now I just am starting the Malaku indigenous people that are down, down the way here. So it's just, it's one of those things I've always wanted to do is I've always wanted to help people, but I just never really had the capacity or time. And so now I, I can, and it's just so exciting because I love living here. So doing anything I can to help the people that live here is fantastic. And it, it just costs me time and time I have, you know? Right. And so do you want to give out the website of the two organizations that you're helping to raise money for? Oh, sure. Um, the one is La Fortuna Orphanage. Um, and then the other one is I'm, I haven't even, we haven't finished the website yet, but it's the Malaku indigenous people in the Guatuso area. Um, actually, if you go to my website, um, I have a little house that I rent out and that's how I meet a lot of people. And that's the Villa Hermosa.com. And on there, you'll see all the different things. Like I just had a client that brought bags and bags of dog and cat medicines, um, for the clinics that I work with. And there's just so much, you know, people have extra stuff. Um, there's just so many different ways that people can can also help, even if they're coming on vacation. So I just kind of try to help that because that's what I always wanted to do. So I try well, to be that catalyst, you know. That's really neat. So you have a, uh, a room that you rent out or how does that work? Yeah, I have a one acre property and I reforested it. So it's kind of like a little jungle. And um, it's in a rural area not far from La Fortuna, which is a real popular area because of Volcano Arenal. And I have a vacation rental. So I live on the property and people get their own house, pool, pool table, all sorts of fun things. And then I'm kind of here if they have questions or I kind of disappear if they want, don't want to see me. I get a lot of families and I get a lot of honeymooners. So I just kind of, you know, tell them, you tell me what you want and and it's your vacation, you know, have fun and let me know if you don't want to see me for seven days, I'll see you later. <laughs> and so do you tell them, hey, can you bring such and such for our orphanage? Or do you let them ask you about that? Um, I let them ask me. I mean, I get a lot of a lot of people contact me because I've been a top contributor on TripAdvisor. So they'll reach out to me and be like, hi, you know, we found you or we saw this posting. We're coming down to Costa Rica. So I help a lot of people that aren't even staying here. They're just contacting me because they've found uh, my information. Well, that's 
That's really nice. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Sounds like you've been having a rock in retirement. You're exactly the type of person that we like to interview. I have been having an (laughs) awesome time. And I'll tell you, you know, my friends don't understand this, but it's like I am making the least amount of money I've ever had in my life. And I am the happiest I've ever been in my life. And who knew a girl from Los Angeles, California could have that mentality, you know? So when when you moved from, where was it, Redondo Beach? Uh-huh. How big was your house at that point? I think it was about 1,200 square feet. And how big is your house now? Like 500. <laughs> 500. So it's teeny compared it's to teeny. our standards. It's teeny, but I do have an acre. And, you know, across from me is hundreds of acres with some cows. And I don't really see see or hear my neighbors. It's just a very quiet, peaceful dirt road. Um, but you know, it's an acre and I have fruit trees and tropical birds and, uh, toucans visiting me almost daily. <laughs> so you spend a lot of time outside, so you're not in the house that much. Yeah. I mean, right. When I do websites, I kind of sit in front of the computer for several days, but I'm out, I'm outside. And especially when I have people here, you know, I want to tell them, Oh, you hear that, that those are the red Lord parrots flying over, or those are the wild turkeys right there. And, you know, I like to show them and, and, and have them help them appreciate all the things that they're, you know, here to see on their vacation. That's incredible. For years, I was a volunteer with Project Wildlife. And so I sort of did what you did. I I helped injured animals recover, but I mostly did education. So I would take an owl or a possum around different schools and give a little educational presentation, which is different than, you know, you, you actually do rehabilitation, correct? Yeah. I mean, I would be in the cages and feeding them and, you know, some, uh, some of the little babies just kind of need to, especially if they're an animal that, that they are pack animals, they kind of need that. Um, they need that touch. They need somebody to round them. You know, I would kind of do whatever, whatever they wanted me to do. <laughs> Oh, that's really, really cool. Do you still do that? Um, I don't do that that much because I'm so busy, but I send people over there still. Um, you know, they're doing very well for themselves. So I just try to send them people. And if people have things to donate, like Kong toys for dogs that are almost indestructible, those are great for the monkeys. You know, you put a little food in, in them and it makes the monkeys try to get it out. And so I still try to help people to take things to them or go do their tours to provide them money and things like that. I mean, I, I love the place. It's, it's just, you get to look into a monkey's eyes and uh, it's, it's a pretty special place. So I definitely support them as much as I can. Well, if we make it back to Costa Rica, we're going to have to give you a call. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> Sounds like you, you have some things to do that, that my husband and I didn't, did not get the opportunity, you know, cause we were just, looking on the website, figuring, what do you want to do today? I don't know. Let's go. Let's go here. (laughs) Yeah. We're a three hour drive from San Jose. So it's, um, it's hard to kind of have one base camp here because even though Costa Rica is small, it's so spread out. So it's like, you look on the map and you're like, Oh, that'll take me 15 minutes. It's like, no, that's four hours. So, I mean, you just, you, it's very hard to get to see all of Costa Rica in one trip. Most people come back time and time again. Well, plus doesn't it, don't the roads wash out when it rains? Um, not in my area down by the beach actually is, is where they, they will fill up and you, you know, there's a, in fact, I was just talking to somebody and they said, well, you know, you might want to get a, you have to get a four by four, but we're not sure because you might not be able to get across the road because you might not find the road because it, you know, fills up with water at certain times. It's like, Oh (laughs) my gosh. (laughs) And I always tell them to get a four by four when they come here 
but you don't use the four by four. It's just, we have dirty, we have dirt roads. So they have potholes. So, you know, you don't want to be in a low car hitting the ground. I said, actually, you're going to use your four by four when you're down at the beaches, which seems kind of opposite of what you'd think, but yeah, it's a fun country. There, uh, driving here is an adventure and so many places <laughs> to see. It's really fun. What made you choose Costa Rica over some of the other countries that you visited? You, did you say you visited Panama? Oh, yeah. Panama, Belize, Chile, Ecuador. Um, I, you know, Mexico. I mean, I went to San Diego State, so I spent a lot of time in Mexico. But when you start looking at actually purchasing property, I mean, Costa Rica has drinkable water. You can own you can own property outright. You don't need to. The government doesn't own it, you know, as a lease for ninety nine years. Or like in Panama, a Panamanian has to own fifty one percent of your property because you, as a, a extranjero um, expat, cannot. So there's all these rules that once you start really looking in it, that it's it's a problem, you know? And so Costa Rica, I mean, it's just very open and welcome to people. And I mean, I bought a house with an acre for, you know, a quarter of what I was actually expecting to to spend. So there's just, there's a lot of reasons, a lot, a lot of reasons. That's, that's wonderful. And is it all organic in, you know, is the food organic in Costa Rica like it is in Ecuador? Um, it's not all organic. Um, actually, organic has kind of become a big thing over the last mm, year and a half or so. And so people are now opening up organic shops that we've never had before. Um, my friend opened up a restaurant. They're doing all organic. And they're actually uh, becoming kind of a place that people can go and learn to cook and and what makes something organic. And they're doing a great job. So it's it's kind of organic is kind of getting here. But I will tell you, like, our eggs are so fresh, they don't need to be refrigerated. The chicken, I've had people say, well, this smells different. Is it okay? And I'm like, oh, no, it's just super fresh. (laughs) Things are, like, farm fresh here. And um, it's just a whole – it is a different way of living. And I can grow almost anything on my property in this zone. So it's really fun. What zone is it? Um, San Carlos. It's San Carlos de Alajuela. But it's just this area where, again, there's rain all year long. And so between that, the ash from the volcano, it's it's not erupting anymore, but it's got great soil. And this is where they bring all the the, uh, cows to feed. And, you know, it's just a very, it's a great agricultural area. Do you have any animals like chickens or ducks or anything? I don't. I would love to have some chickens to lay eggs, but I have four dogs and I'm oh. afraid that the dogs <laughs> eat them. So <laughs> Yeah, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be very good. <laughs> and we do have wild animals here. I mean, we have wild pigs that will come by sometimes. Um we used to have deer. I haven't seen deer in a while, but you know, it, you got to really like you can't just let let the animals out. You really have to build them good little houses to protect them and there's a place about uh, 45 minutes from here and they have a jaguar that comes around every few months and they know because, you know, a little cow will go missing or, you know, it has a huge area that it roams, but they uh, once every few months, something goes missing. So they know the jaguars come back in town. Do you ever worry about your dogs? No, they all sleep inside and my, my place is fenced in. Um, you know, little things can come through. Like I've got aardvark, uh, not aardvarks, um, opossums and other little animals can get through, but nothing big can get in. That's good. Yeah. But a jaguar could probably jump the fence, right? 
Probably. And we do have coyotes like the dogs sometimes will go nuts at night. Um, and you'll listen and you can hear some coyotes, coyotes howling. And so it's really, it's very interesting. I mean, I come from the concrete jungle. I had no backyard, no front yard, you know, <laughs> it was like house, 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 house. So this has just been, I appreciate like every little sound and, and every plant and flower and vegetable and fruit tree. I mean, it's just, it's just awesome. It sounds like it. Yeah. it. It just sounds like paradise. It really is. I love it. Oh, wow. that That's just so amazing. <laughs> so, so you have been there for how long now? Six years. And you've, you've never gotten bored. You've never wished that you were living in Los Angeles. You're, you've been completely happy the whole time. Never got homesick. You don't have any, you know, anything because I do hear of people moving to another country and then they get the food is different the electricity is different the internet is different you know the 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 houses are different everything's different yeah so what advice would you give to somebody who who wants to move to another country so that they don't get homesick well i mean you know i actually never got homesick you know it's it's actually because costa rica the the location I mean, it would be the same for me to go from Miami to Los Angeles or Los Angeles to down here. So it's actually, it's really not that far. And, you know, I've told my parents, I'm like, look, if you ever need me, you just call me and I will be on the next flight. So I'm really not that far. I've gotten bored a couple times, but very like, I mean, maybe a week I'm like, what am I going to do? And then I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to write a book or <laughs> just kind of come up with these things. I was like, I've never wanted to write a book before, but hey, how about I write a book? So, you know, I'm kind of starting on that. And again, you just have to be your own, like, not cheerleader, but you just, you have to want to do something. And whether it's you want to go travel the world, that's actually the one thing I will tell you that I started to miss is travel. I used to travel a lot. And now that I don't have the income, I haven't traveled as much. But this year I said, okay, that's one thing I really miss. So I'm going to South Africa. I'm going to Madagascar. Oh. I'm going to go see my, my family in California, have a girls weekend in Palm Springs. So, you know, it's just, you just have to decide what's important to you and, and make sure you can do it or find a way to do it. Right. It sounds like you're, you're an expert at finding the way. Right. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> I certainly try. So what about the medical situation in Costa Rica? Do they have the same kind of doctors that we have here? Are you ever worried about, you know, maybe getting sick and not being able to get good medical care? No, I mean, what what I do is La Fortuna is a tourist town, which has a lot of good qualities about it because, for example, they've got, you know, better restaurants, this and that. But if I get sick, um, I go to a pharmacy and they have a doctor right there. So if I need something that is a prescription medicine, they can give it to me right away. Um, if I want to get checked out, I just go a block over and for $40, I see a, a doctor. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, so I'm, I mean, I'm very healthy at this point. I'm 46. I'm healthy. I, you know, I, I kind of watch everything. Um, but I also know that if, if something, you know, if I were to get into an accident, I've told all my friends, you get me in a helicopter and get me to San Jose, uh, Costa Rica, because they have, great doctors there. The best uh, hospital is called SEMA. So a lot of my friends that have lived here for 10, 13 years, they actually drive to San Jose and they go and they see their dermatologist there and, and they have medical plans. Um, so there's all sorts of kind of medical 
things. You could go the more expensive way, which is like going to, to San Jose and going to see the doctors. Um, or you can have a plan, which is the socialized medicine, but like, I'll, I'll never do that. Like it's, I know people that have, um, that have, uh, had to wait, they've got a sprained ankle and they have to wait for weeks. Ouch. Yeah. So it's like, no, no, um, I'm going to go pay $40 and go to the doctor. And then if he tells me I have to go to the hospital, then I'll go to the private hospital. So, you know, it kind of depends. I mean, if, if, if you're quite healthy, then you can get away with very, very, very low medical bills. And if you're, if you don't have the stress, you're probably a lot healthier. Oh my gosh. I'm so much healthier. I am just, I mean, my, my, I used to get migraines. I used to, my back used to be hurting me so much and yeah, I'm much, much healthier and it's all good. I have no complaints. That's great. And so they do have medical insurance in Costa Rica that you can buy. Yes. There's all different kinds. Yes. And what are the price ranges? Um, gosh, I don't even know. I mean, I'm not on a medical plan. Uh, but I think it ranges, I mean, I know the Ticos, I know guys that have it for $30 a month. That's kind of like for farmers. Um, I think a lot of the expats have it probably for 150, 300 and up, depending on, you know, you can get just ambulance, uh, or just emergency services, like if you're hospitalized. And so there's just all sorts of ranges of what you can get. So if you wanted to get the emergency services, would that pay for a helicopter for you to go to San Jose? I'm not sure. I mean, that's, I don't have any of that. So I'm really not sure. But I mean, I also know that, you know, I, I believe a helicopter ride is $500 from here to San Jose. So, you know, and I don't pay anything monthly. So for me, I'm like, great, I'll pay the $500 out of my pocket. Like that's, you know, that's nothing. It's not $5,000. Like it would be probably in LA. (laughs) Or more. Yeah, exactly. Or $10,000 for an ambulance ride. I mean, they just, they don't do that stuff here. They don't, they don't charge those ridiculous prices. That is fantastic. So you're staying healthy. Yep. You're, you're planning on starting to travel again. Anything else that you're doing that's, you know, you've been volunteering, you're still volunteering. Anything else that you would say that is helping you rock your retirement? Did your family come visit you or... They came, does, and, how... they came and visited me once. Um, it was 12 of them. <laughs> oh, all at once. <laughs> well, it was, you know, it was like everybody with their, you know, significant others and then the kids and all that. So it was 12 of them. And that was really fun. But I just, you know, I go back, uh, I used to go back twice a year. Right now I go back once a year. And, you know, with Facebook and Skype and all of these things, you know, I just... I get to see my friends' kids growing up. I get to see probably more than if I was just talking to them on the phone every day. So I don't feel like I'm missing out, you know? That That is, is really cool. And, you know, we're, we're, it's funny. We've been talking for 45 minutes now, and it's supposed <laughs> to be a 30-minute interview. <laughs> so I just love talking with you about your life in Costa Rica, but we are going to have to start wrapping things up. So there are two questions that I ask all of my retirees. And the first one is, what do you wish you would have known before you retired? Hmm. What do I wish I knew before I retired? 
I maybe would have liked to have known that I wasn't going to be able to get along with my husband for 24 seven, but, (laughs) but you know, it's like that, that got me down here. So it's kind of like, you know, that that's all part of the, the whole experience. I mean, there's just, there's not much, I don't, I've taken everything in stride. I've learned so much. I mean, I've learned so much living here, like patience and things like that. So it's like, I've become a, a better and more tranquilo person and, so I, if I knew anything ahead of time, maybe that would have changed that, you know? Well, that that's great that you were able to, and tranquilo, I'm assuming means tranquil. Oh, tranquilo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> did you know, did you know Spanish before you moved there? You know, being a San Diego State alumni, I thought I knew Spanish, but, um, you know, cervezas and donde está el baño, like <laughs> those really, that's really not Spanish. So I... <laughs> I really realized when I moved here how little Spanish I did know. So I really have learned it while I'm here. And that can be very stressful. And I would say to anybody that's moving to a different country that learn the language before you go, because that makes all the difference. Right. Because otherwise you're, you're completely lost. Yeah. You don't know where you are. So I exactly. can certainly understand that. <laughs> The last question is, we have a lot of listeners who are either new retirees or maybe they've been retired, but they feel stuck. Mm -hmm. If you were sitting across a table from a new retiree or somebody who felt stuck, what's the one piece of advice that you would give them to have a successful retirement? Well, you know, the advice I give anybody and everybody, whether it's about retirement or a relationship or whatever is you need to be happy. So you need to figure out what makes you happy and, and do it. I mean, I love animals. So I figured out how to be in a beautiful place and have time to work with animals. Or if you want to help people like do, you've got to figure out what really is important to you and do it. And I think that now you have the time. I mean, the world is yours. Now you have the time to do it. So figure that out and just make it happen. Well, you are certainly rocking your retirement. <laughs> that is definitely uh, definitely the case. And you, would you like to give out your contact information in case somebody wants to come to Costa Rica? Sure, sure. Actually, if they just go to um, the website, thevillahermosa.com, my email's on there. I have people contacting me all the time for all sorts of reasons, just questions about Costa Rica or they want to donate time or... Or, you know, maybe they work for an airline and they've got all these airline blankets that they think, gosh, somebody's got to be able to use these. Well, I'll find a use for them. So, yeah, they can absolutely uh, contact me through there. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for being on the Rock Your Retirement Show. We really appreciate it. And for our listeners, thanks for listening. And we'll see you once again on Rock Your Retirement. Thanks for listening to the Rock Your Retirement Show. If you are rocking your retirement or know someone who would make a great guest on our show, please send us an email at podcast at rockyourretirement.com. If you would like to comment on our episodes, you can go to rockyourretirement.com. You can also call our comment line at 858-8-R-O-C-K-I-T, which is 858-876-2548. 
You may also want to subscribe to the show. This allows you to listen in your car, listen while you walk your dog, go to the gym, or do the dishes. Just go to the iPhone podcast application and search for Rock Your Retirement. If you have an Android phone, you can subscribe using Podcast Addict. Planning for retirement? What about mom and dad? They need to decide where to spend their senior years. They want to stay right where they are, safe at home. 101 Mobility is here to help so your parents can live comfortably, safely, and independently at home, which means you stay worry-free and relaxed in retirement. Does dad have difficulty on the stairs? 101 Mobility can provide a stair lift or ramp solution. Is mom uneasy in the bathroom? Let 101 Mobility give her confidence and security with our bath safety solutions. Whatever the mobility challenge, 101 Mobility of San Diego is here for you. 101 Mobility is a licensed contractor and a leading provider of mobility and accessibility solutions in San Diego. Call 101 Mobility today at 858-800-2820 and schedule a free in-home consultation and home safety assessment. That's 101 Mobility of San Diego at 858-800-2820. Enjoy life, not limits.